Okay, high time now for our tune of the week. Come on, let's go. This is the Media Industry Guru Show, the show that exposes you to entertainment, music, film, TV, and tech. We're online 24-7, 24-7. You're listening to the hottest internet station. Welcome back to another episode of the Media Industry Guru Podcast. Today, I'm here with a very special guest who is a singer-songwriter who got inspiration from her parents who immigrated from Bangladesh. She comes from a very artsy background and studied theater in college and is currently earning her master's in education in learning design and technology at the University of Southern California. This is so eclectic and awesome. She has released over 30 plus songs, including Honey and M, Wolf Moon, which has over 20,000 streams on Spotify, and Still, which has over 55,000 streams. Please welcome alternative R&B artist, Malsi. Thanks, Malsi, for doing this. It's such a great pleasure to have you on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm happy to be here. So tell us a little bit about who you are as a singer-songwriter. How did you get started in the music industry, and what is your background? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I was forced into singing lessons when I was about five. And um, and I say the word forced is because uh, at the time I was like, oh my God, why am I doing this? Like, I just want to play and like be a kid. Um, but my singing teacher, uh, who's also from Bangladesh, just like my parents, he kind of noticed this talent in me and really like helped me develop that talent. And in Bengali culture, it's like, you're pretty like rough and tough, I guess, like on the kids. So I was like, oh my God, like kind of a army style, like m- like making making music and like learning how to sing and like just like kind of just going for it. Um, and then realizing that like I really felt connected to something that was like beyond what I understood as a kid to, to when I sang. Uh-huh. And that kind of inspired me to like, continue and like just keep practicing and take it all the way to like into my into my early adulthood. So it's been really it's been a really cool ride, honestly. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. And as a young kid, I feel like everybody that I've talked to um, that either taking piano lessons gets forced into it. Did you initially get forced into those piano lessons and then switch to kind of the singer songwriter mode or what was that yes. evolution <laughs> absolutely i definitely got forced into it like piano and singing <laughs> like my family was, <laughs> it was totally that story the only difference i think for me is that um my my music teacher so my piano teacher i had three but two of them i stuck with for a while mm. um my first piano teacher that i was with for a while was um mila and she she just she was a hardliner. She was like this <laughs> Russian woman. Like you will learn Ooh, piano and you oh, will be great. So yeah. Um, she was like telling my parents, she was like, you know, this name has a real talent here. Like she can't give this up. And so even when I felt like giving up, she was like, no. <laughs> to be honest, I am so thankful that I had a rough, like not a rough, but like a intense music teacher because it helped me <laughs> stick to it as a child otherwise who knows like I don't know I'm, I'm very thankful and that my parents forced me to like continue to and I I'm thankful at, at this point in my life I'm very thankful that they made me stick with it <laughs> sometimes having those strict motivators you get more inspiration and further momentum to do it because they tell you oh 
for example, maybe you can't do this. Maybe you're not doing this right. But then it kind of forces you to correct yourself and say, oh, no, I can do it and prove them wrong. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I could go either way. Because for me, <laughs> they were like, oh, you're going to be a singing doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Wow. So like that was their motivation. Um, but like my teacher saw saw something in me. And then when I saw that in me, it like changed everything. Wow. And then this is kind of evolutionized to your college days where you got recruited for a band that was making soul and jazz music. So tell us about how you became a part of that band and where that fan base was. Yeah. So um, I went to Rice University um, and basically my I think my second year of college, I made a band. That band, we were mostly doing like pop covers and stuff. It wasn't like my, where I was supposed to be. But then this other band called Jesus, we, we, we later became Jesus the crazy and the bad kids <laughs> that was her name um and they recruited me as a singer and we just like went around campus playing like every show that we could we got tons of gigs all over campus like campus bars uh, sports events like we played at the stadium tailgate it was awesome we were like the campus band because rice is pretty small it's like a small private school in houston so that was our main fan base like our our like like seniors juniors freshmen sophomores like everyone everyone knew us um which was really cool like being able to like bond with people in the music world there because rice is really known for like architecture and the sciences and physics and and, and yeah so it's like, like music I felt like we like brought something to the table uh, on campus. Um, so yeah, that was our main fan base. And then we started playing out in Houston. Okay. And that was a really cool uh, building some, some of that. <laughs> so you felt like you were definitely a leader around the Rice University campus setting, but also in the Houston community. Definitely. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, especially at Rice. Houston, I feel like if, if our band had stuck together, if we all didn't like leave, I feel like we would have like gone really far. Yeah, that, uh, that's one regret that I have. But, you know, people <laughs> grow up and got to do your own thing at, yeah. at some point. After you graduated college, what are some of the most well-known songs that you've composed, produced, written? I know you've garnered over 55,000 streams for your song Still. And also for Wolf Moon, you've gained a lot of uh, streaming listeners on Spotify and Apple Music. Tell us about those songs and others that you've composed and produced and what is your genre for those that are curious to learn more about you yeah i mean you nailed it on the head wolf moon and still are definitely my more popular songs like they have they have a lot of streams um and those both are like i would say wolf moon is more in the world of r&b it's very like it, it like uh, like SZA and like her kind of inspired me on that track. And that was I, I actually dropped that track through um, a label I used to go through called Hard Drive. That was that was a good time. That was also one of the fastest songwriting processes I've ever had. Um, mm. So like just dropping it and then like it kind of blew up. That was really cool. <laughs> and then um, Honey and M is my mo more recent song. I would have to say like even though that might not have uh, as many. Um, Dreams. It's like just this really cool like electro R&B like lo-fi song that I really want like people to check out because it's it's my newest one um, and I it's a collaboration with uh, one of my friends Simpatico. Um, we had so much fun making that song and the, and the music video for it and then um, yeah still has a tons of tons of streams and that's like a more electro kind of again electro R&B kind of alternative R&B because there's like this weird breakdown in the middle that's like <laughs> vibey. So, yeah. Um, Do you work with the creative team to kind of essentially get those creative muscles flowing? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, man. So with the creative process lately, 
a lot of producers, some of my friends that I actually like met through Instagram and like some of us have met up, they make tracks and they'll send it to me. And I just listen to that track and I'll like write. So I guess my first step of my songwriting process is like grabbing my phone and pulling <laughs> up notes and then just writing uh, lyrics to okay. the beat or to the, yeah. And I'll just write, 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 write. And then I'll also start recording pretty much as soon as possible that probably the same day. And then I'll go back for like a week or two and edit, cut things out, replace words um, as I like edit the text. And it's, it's a very meshed system. It's not, it's not a cut and dry kind of thing. Like no one thing <laughs> works for me, but yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel the music and then I just start writing. It's, it's a very experimental process. <laughs> and then you said you record on that same day. What makes you decide to record on that day rather than kind of taking a, like a mental break and um, waiting like 24 hours or a week to kind of let that sit and saturate? You know, in general, when I when I hear something and it's like, wow, I feel this. I know exactly what to sing here. Mm -hmm. I just can't. I can't. Can't stop. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Exactly. It's like it's like you're in the moment, and and I don't, I don't want to first. I don't want to forget it, and I don't want to like let go of that moment. Yeah. So when inspiration strikes, just go you, for you it. You got to keep on moving. <laughs> you got to keep on hustling that out. That's right. <laughs> uh, what gave you the name Malsi? Where does that name originate from? And what inspired to use this name as your artist name? I get that a lot. Um, so Malsi is actually my last name backwards. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, so, I didn't see that. Wow. No, no that one is sees so it. <laughs> Thank you. It was kind of like my alter ego wow. that like my friends teased me about in college. And then it became something. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to just do it because I wanted to separate my my true name from my artist name even though like I am just myself as an artist like I'm not changing anything about myself except for my name <laughs> that is so cool a lot of artists do that but I didn't even see that it spells Islam backwards that's so yeah is really inspirational because it stems from um, your family and your cultural background and tell us more about your songs uh, especially Honey and M and the meaning behind it. Do, what are the lyrics and what do they mean? Oh man, yeah, you're really you're really keying in on this Forbes, so I really appreciate that. Yeah, like my, my music is like deeply rooted in, like especially, it's really my singing style. I wouldn't say the, the music itself. My singing style is deeply rooted in my Bengali culture because that's how I started singing mm -hmm. in Bengali. Did that for 18 years. I would like, like, it's like a sense of spirituality that really comes out in Honey and M. It's, it's a it's a meditative like you can sit in your chair and just like let the song wash over you it's it's like a blanket and for me like spirituality and faith I wouldn't describe myself as a religious person but I would definitely describe myself as someone that's connected to God and connected to like to like uh -huh. something that's not just like material and like here that like you know like it's this teacup and like, <laughs> everything that we see here yeah. music, music is like a whole different whole different level of spirituality to me so yeah I, I, I would describe the lyrics as very sensual very sultry but it's not um it's not overt it's it's not like okay. I, I'm not yeah I'm not the kind of person that will sing about overt things like that it's it's just kind of like feeling like as a woman of color feeling like
connected to someone else that like wants to champion that, wants to wants to know everything about my experiences as a woman of color in America. Yeah, that's very powerful because a lot of lyrics have a deeper connection and deeper meaning, but nobody critically analyzes them. They just might hum them or sing them or even forget the lyrics. Your background, it's so inspirational that you've embedded them into your lyrics and people can share that wisdom with family, friends, their mentors and peers. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I try. I, I just try to I try to keep things abstract sometimes because I really just want people to like feel something good and, and be able to make it mean something for themselves as well. And do you have <laughs> that one artist that you mentioned also you have like some artists in mind that have kind of inspired you to be in this lane? You could drop some names. What are those artists? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love Alicia Keys. She's a she's a whole vibe. Um, <laughs> Sh- Sade is you know classic, smooth, operated. Like okay. she's just amazing. Um, when I first heard the songwriter, her, I was okay. like, whoa, who her. is this girl? The so really cool. Oh yeah, just name a three. SZA, I do love. I mentioned her earlier. Yeah. She's just like she's an incredible. Just she can riff, she can freestyle. Huge inspiration. And then I also really love Georgia Smith. There's like a real like cool cadence mm. to a lot of So we're going to take a break. We're going to listen to Honey and M by Malsi. Spell backwards is Islam. <laughs> Check it out on Spotify and Apple Music. And we'll be right back.
So we're back on the Media Industry Guru podcast. I'm here with Malsi. She's a singer-songwriter and we just listened to her song Honey and M on Spotify and now we will get into it. You talked about some of the artists that have inspired you including Alicia Keys. There was one quote that I pulled up in your bio that talked about how mindfulness should be an important practice within the music and media industry. First I'll read that quote. It's from Alicia Keys. There's too much darkness in the world. Everywhere you turn, someone is trying to tear someone else down in some way. Everywhere you go, there's a feeling of inadequacy or a feeling that you're not good enough. I want to bring a certain light to the world. So, what do you recommend for people that want to work in this field but also practice mindfulness? Any techniques that you have or any tranquility techniques that you practice? Yeah, I love deep breathing. So like so like it's called box breathing. So there's a couple different techniques I use, but box breathing is really cool. It's really easy. So in the mornings like maybe I'm like just waking up on um, like, you know, pretty early. <laughs> it's like 6 a.m. and I'm just like in my bed lying down and I breathe in for four counts. Okay. Um then you hold it for four counts. Then you release for four counts. Um Sometimes that ends up being a release for like six or ten counts. Um, as a singer, just I have uh, I hold my breath for a while. <laughs> so, yeah, that's really good for vocals. Yeah, yeah. So it almost works as a dual dual thing where I'm practicing for while singing later in the day. Um, so definitely deep breathing, um, trying to create that sense of calm and peace before even like you know brushing my teeth and making coffee and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at night I do that again before bed because it helps me sleep really deeply. Um, and I've done this for oof, three months now, and I won't lie, I feel like even on the days that like maybe I forget it, I feel so calm day to day, and it feels yeah, it's very soothing. So highly recommend that. Um, and you'll find that when you are mindful and when you are actively training your body to have a calm response when you're stressed. nothing will phase you you will have yeah. these in the moment beautiful present connected moments with people more and i don't i, I can't even describe it it's just it, i just feel so much more at peace yeah <laughs> and you need that in this industry oh of course and you mentioned that you're constantly evolving in a joyful and positive way do you think these practices have kind of helped that and especially your inspiration from alicia keys's quote 
Oh yeah, absolutely. My mm. gosh. Growing up, I was such a shy kid at school, and like, and it's just because like of being being child of immigrants. It's it's not easy, <laughs> and, and you know, dealing with microaggressions and stuff like my whole life. So like, having to like find a way to find that peace and then like blossom from it. Oh yeah, mindfulness has definitely led to a joyful path. <laughs> Thanks for the tip on the four seconds in, four seconds out. Definitely everybody should do that. Now on the side, currently pursuing your master's degree at USC. What made you want to pursue higher education? And your degree is so interdisciplinary. I've never really heard of it. It's great. It covers technology, arts. And do you think this kind of intertwines with your singer-songwriter acumen? Yeah, yeah. It's a big reason why I chose the program. It took me a while to really choose and decide. Okay, what do I want to get? You know, a higher my higher education in because I'm just a big nerd. I love learning. Like, love learning. Everybody <laughs> loves learning. You got to learn from somewhere and somehow. Yeah, exactly.、Um, yeah, so I'm always trying to like expand just my creative capabilities. My design side definitely comes like I design my album covers and like I also design like UX UI like websites and apps and things like that.、Hmm. And then、um, alongside that, you know, technology is central to, to developing music, and、yeah. I'm a, a specialized in vocal production, which I love geeking out about. So、um, <laughs> that kind of goes in line with the tech, with the tech side of of my work, because、um, I'm also in ed tech. Wow! So you have that technology, which is very important in producing and singing and songwriting, and also the vocals. So that's the best of both worlds to have. So, what have been some of your favorite venue experiences? I ask every artist this I interview. There's got to be some rewarding experience performing at a venue, seeing the crowd either like wave their flashlights or just hear encore, encore. Where has this been for you, and what's the most rewarding part about it? A few places I've played quite a few shows in LA,、um, especially before the pandemic. It's just different now, but、um, well, the Mint was one of my first shows.、Okay. It's a very well-known、um, yeah. venue. So fun! I met, I met. That was the first place that I met fans that had found me on Spotify and came to my show. Oh, that's、um, fire! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I was like, whoa! Like, they, it was like this a very sweet couple. They bought me a drink. They were like, oh my gosh, we're such big fans. We found you on on Spotify, and we just like we want to like follow your career and like we support you. And it, it, I felt, man, like that. That's why I do this. Like for people that are like,、mm-hmm. they, they feel something. They feel connected. Um, so that was a really cool experience, and then I played a couple times there, and then there was this other show at、um, the Lost Night, which actually closed because of the pandemic. That was a fun night.、Uh, the crowd was pretty big; they were dancing. We were like doing some like R and B covers. Oh,、uh, uh, okay. Oh my god.、Um, Just like girl, you know you better watch out. Like, like, like,、yeah. you know, vibing. People are like,、yeah. yes. <laughs> People are like <laughs> dancing and、um, singing along, and it was just a good time. The the people on the oh, lights were、so、like、funny. putting like disco lights. <laughs> Oh, the disco lights! Yeah, that that gets things even more hyped. So yeah, that's awesome to hear. The Mint is such a great venue in LA for those、mm. that aren't aware. What types of advice could you give to somebody kind of in their late teens, twenties, kind of wants to be a singer songwriter? What do you think it takes to put out? You've had over thirty plus songs now on Spotify and Apple Music with thousands of streams you've garnered. So, what do you think it takes to become successful like you? <laughs> oh, that's. Oh, I really appreciate you saying that.、Um, 
in my opinion, you just you really cannot give up. You yeah. you have to make time for it, um, have fun with it, but also you have to have uh, a sense of peace with yourself that like you know what, even if I don't get this done today or this week or even this year, it's gonna get done. Like the number of songs that I've finished and. I'm still releasing like some of those songs because it wasn't the right time, yeah. um, you know. And also, um, marketing is really important. So if, if you're, you know, like in your late teens, especially or in college, it's okay not to have mo- like the money to market it. Just learn, like, go on YouTube, learn how to market your songs before you drop them. You know, there's a way to like wisely invest your money <laughs> into that. You know, like just yeah. don't like drop ten thousand dollars at once. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> spread it out. Time and- <laughs> You got to develop that marketing and social media experience. And speaking of social media experience, like how do you stay up on the latest trends? And do you have a favorite social media app? I know like a lot of artists are going to TikTok or even Instagram. Yeah, I mean, Instagram is probably like where I'm on all the time. Like, I mean, maybe now less so because I'm just so busy uh, with school and stuff. But um, Instagram would be like the central, like most of my fans will keep in touch with me there. Like DMs and stuff are easy. I have noticed Instagram has been tanking in a way in terms of like the content and stuff that that they show you, which has been a little stressful. Um, So that has led me to TikTok. Uh, Yeah, it is easier to, to, to like post videos and like get like new followers it's really cool like seeing kind of like the like younger generations like fall in love with like your songs and stuff like that's been cool (laughs) so tiktok and instagram for sure yeah social media is important like whether you love it or hate it it is important to being an artist (laughs) yeah finally to wrap things up any goals that you like to set for yourself in 2022 any surprises that fans want to hear any eps new music videos we should be on the lookout for yeah i mean i i do intend to drop at least two songs this year um so i cannot give you the dates yet because one of them i really want to finish before we like put Mm -hmm. that marketing plan in motion i dropped a music video only four months ago um it was such a fun process it was for honey and m definitely check that out if you haven't um all any of you listening listening out there (laughs) (laughs) but the plan right now just like if you want to keep things keep keep up to date with me just like check me out music by malsi on everything um for those new releases and i would love to make another music video this year so that's like kind of like a um if i drop these two songs my treat to myself will be a music video for one of them (laughs) okay So check out her website and your latest music videos on YouTube and then your social media accounts on Instagram and TikTok and just check out her streaming on Spotify and Apple Music, wherever you can listen to your favorite songs. Anything else to give a shout out to? Yeah, I mean, yeah, just persist. Um, Don't get don't beat yourself up. Don't don't be so hard on yourself if your music isn't taking off. Uh, I struggled for a, for a while figuring out marketing and stuff. Uh, still do, still do. It's, it's a learning process. So that keeping that in mind. And yeah, yeah. So, uh, some other artists to check out. Um, I really, really like, like I like I check out Simpatico. He's one of my friends. Um, we dropped a couple songs together. He helped me like get out of my kind of music shell. So great mm-hmm. person to know. A couple of my other friends. Um, two producers based in France. Uh, oh man, they're. Audrey and uh, Alex, but their artist names, 
Um, well, they're actually a duo, but they have two separate projects. I'm gonna pitch their duo. It's uh, Ambroise. It's really cool, like house music.、Um, awesome. Different genre from my from my own, but if you're into house, check them out. And then there's this other awesome artist called Black Lotus that I follow on Instagram. Very underground. She is very like vibey and cool, and <laughs> makes a lot of like remixes and mashups.、Um, I definitely am like a I'm a fan as well. Awesome. Check them out on all their socials and Spotify. And thank you so much, Malsi, for being on the podcast.、Yeah. Check out everything, and we're gonna wrap it up and play Wolf Moon. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Forbes. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Media Industry Guru podcast. Check out the Instagram at Media Industry Guru for all the details on the latest and coolest—I mean, coolest—upcoming episodes that you will hear. Email at Media Industry Guru Podcast at gmail dot com for any other interviews that you would like to hear, or if you would like to be on the air and give a little promo or talk about yourself, or just even chat with me because you know I'm I'm. Doing this, I'm invested in this. And tune in weekly, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, on Tuesdays on the Anchor app, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and many more streaming platforms. Thanks again for all of the support, and peace out, and let's rock and roll. <laughs>